call from her saying, Dan Wheeler's here, you got to look him up. And I go, yeah, I'll look up this kid. <laughs> so, so I said, yeah, I'll go look him up and sell him some insurance. <laughs> yeah, which he, which he did, by the way. A whole life policy. whole life policy. <laughs> <laughs> really did sell him a whole life policy. And I went out, bought a new car right after that. And came back to show him. <laughs> Live your life with purpose. Change someone's life for the better and leave a lasting impact on those around you. Welcome to Finish Strong, the podcast designed to help you discover your unique purpose and develop a plan to leave a powerful legacy. Dan, Brian, and Terry are ready, so let's get started. Welcome to Finish Strong, the podcast that is brought to you by Fearless Faith. And every once in a while, the three of us, the uh, co-founders of Fearless Faith, open up our Facebook page and we ask our viewers what questions they'd like to ask us. They can ask us anything personal about our ministry, our friendship. So we did that this time. We opened it up, and today we are going to attempt to answer as many of those questions as possible. My name is Dan Wheeler. Hey, guys, what are your names? Uh, I'm Brian Rowland. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) Terry here, and what an exciting time we got ahead. I love these when we do the Q&A. Because there's no wrong answer. We can't be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they can't check up on our answers. Yeah. yeah. That's right. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Well, we're going to start out with our first question. Well, it was actually actually asked by two people, Christy and Nancy. They said, what is your favorite Bible verse and why? Brian, would you like to start? Well, you know, for the longest time, it was John 3.16. And that was because that was the first Bible verse I, I learned as a child. My mom had a little placard of it up on the wall. And I remember standing up there in my bed, reading it and memorizing it. <laughs> and I called her into the room and I recited it. And she was, oh my gosh, this is great, you know. But it was my favorite verse. And then as I got older, Romans 8.28 stuck with me. And we know that all things work together for them who love the Lord. They're according, according to his purpose. And that stuck with me for years. And it, it just meant so much to me. But the older I get now, the more I fall back on one that we've all heard to, and it's Romans 8, 38, 39. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And that means so much to me now, I think, especially as I get older, because I know that nothing is going to separate me from God's love. He sent his son to die for my sins. And that, that is that is the bond that won't be broken now because I've accepted him and I will never be separated. So I know where I'm going. I know I'm going to be with him for eternity. That's my favorite verse. We really should have talked about our answers because those are my favorite verses too. Romans 8, 38 and 39. Everybody asks us for yeah, brothers. Yeah, go. I know. And, and I had, interestingly enough, Romans 8, 28, I had on a plaque in my locker at QVC mm-hmm. for my entire 30-year, almost 30-year career there. And I looked at that every day. There's so many great verses, mm-hmm. but Terry, I'm hoping maybe you have a different one. <laughs> well, I always felt like I should be able to memorize my favorite verse. Right. So Jesus wept has always just really, <laughs> really... <laughs> John, John 11, 35, <laughs> a, a favorite. Yeah. You worked, I know it took you a long time. I remember in college, you trying to memorize that just, going over and over. The key is the key is to take it one word at a time. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of break it he break just it down. What book it was break in. it, it down in, into manageable 
Go back, <laughs> add another word. <laughs> Before you know it, you're there. The tricks remember what book it came from. Exactly. Now, guys, we got lots of questions to get to here. So, Terry, okay, what let me throw this out because it's always been a great one for me. It's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Mm-hmm. Lean not on your own understanding, and in all your ways acknowledge him, and he'll direct your paths. Absolutely. And there's nothing that's more comforting to know mm-hmm. as we walk through life that he is going to direct our paths. He's telling us how to do it. Just trust in him, lean on him, acknowledge him, and he'll direct our paths. And it's such a great feeling to know that no matter what happens in a given day, he's right there. Yeah. I'll throw another one real quick. Hebrews 11, one I've always loved. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It's yep. knowing that it's there, that God is going to be there. All right. Well, our next question comes from Michelle and Juanita. Uh, they say, when I pray, I feel repetitive. And I've heard I should start by praising God. Any helpful insights on prayer? You know, sometimes, guys, I feel like I'm a little repetitive with my prayers, too. I think we all do if we're honest about it. And I ran across an acronym that I think is very helpful uh, to kind of solve this issue, and it's called ACTS, A-C-T-S. And it's the four steps that you can implement in your prayer life. The first one is adoration meaning basically to praise the Lord, because we know God loves it, and His presence shows up if we'll start our prayer time in adoration to Him, praising Him, His presence comes into the room. Yeah, the Bible says He inhabits the praises of His people. That's good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh And then the second one's confession. Mm. It's time to reflect to clear our heart, to ask for forgiveness, whether it's things we've done wrong or things we didn't do right. There's always something in the day that we should bring to the Lord and always come to Him with a clean heart. I know, Brian, that's your longest part, right? The confession. Yeah, the... (laughs) <laughs> I, you know, and I fall asleep right midway through it. I just I just can't get through it. <laughs> hey, if you're listening and you're new to us, you have to know we're three great friends from way back. We like to tease each other. Just a joke. Go on, Terry. <laughs> so the third one is Thanksgiving, and that's where we begin to praise the Lord for the things He's done for us. And the key is to be specific. You don't just, it's just like saying to your wife, I love you, and she says, why? And then you got to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> but we need to be specific when we're thanking the Lord, you know. And, and the last one is supplication. That's where we make our request to the Lord for the things that we want him to do. So uh, my suggestion for these uh, people would be to start, say, two minutes for, with each one, hmm. two minutes of adoration and praising God, two minutes of confession, two minutes of thanksgiving, two minutes of requests, and then let it grow. But at least there's a structure there in place that that they could use. Yeah. But the yes again was for supplication, did you say? Supplication, basically requesting what you want from the Lord. Yeah. Right. Acts, that's that's a great one. Okay, there you go. That's uh, question number two, Dom. I love this next question from Nancy. How did your friendships begin, and how did you keep it going? Guys, I I did the math today. It was about 48 years ago, about this time of the year. It could have been right now, because I think our freshman year, Terry, we reported in late August. I think you're right. And uh, I met Terry my second day on campus, and I 
met Brian a week later. So if you do the math on that, that's 48 years <laughs> ago. So August or early September of 1973. Isn't that hard to believe? 1973? <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, disco was king, man. Yeah. <laughs> Brian, I remember you You came and looked me up, and we listened to uh, the Raspberries. The Raspberries, yeah. Yeah, Dan, Dan, um, Dan's mom and my mom were good friends, or best friends from years before, before Dan was even born. And uh, when his dad was going to school in Cleveland, and she always told me to always knew about the wheelers from Christmas cards and that we always knew each other. And then um, I just graduated that year, but I was working in town and I got a call from her saying, Dan Wheelers, are you got to look him up? And I go, yeah, I want to look up this kid. So I said, yeah, I'll go look him up and sell him some insurance. <laughs> yeah, which he, which he did, by the way. And we're still friends. Can you believe that? A whole life policy. A whole life policy. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I went and met Dan, and I met Terry during that time when he was Dan's roommate. Mm-hmm. But Dan and I uh, met each other then. I, I really did sell him a whole life policy, and I went off on your car right after that. <laughs> came back to show him. And uh, I, I did but, eventually forgive you. Yeah, we yeah. ended up being roommates in Chicago after Dan graduated uh, for a couple of years, and uh, things just developed. We were always more like brothers than friends, and it just uh, it got more and more throughout the years. I moved to California. Dan would come out and visit. I'd go back see him in Chicago, and we just kept the friendship going, and it yeah. just got stronger and stronger. Yeah. And uh, then Terry, then I was, went to work briefly over in North Carolina, and, and Terry was there, and we got to get get to know each other better there than because uh, I wasn't in school with him then, and, of course, there wasn't roommates yeah, with him. Right. But uh, we got to know each other, and that grew that friendship. Yeah. And then we all got together uh, after yeah. that. And Terry, we, we just became fast friends, and uh, we're roommates basically all four years. The first year we had our own rooms in this uh, the old – Athletic dorm, right? Call it the chalk dorm. Yeah. Uh, but then, uh, you know, they they, they want to know how did we keep it going? And obviously, it, it takes effort to keep friendships going. We we always haven't had done a great yeah. job of it over the years. Yeah, and that's the neat thing about having a relationship with somebody that you can pick up where you left off. Mm-hmm. Life throws mm-hmm. you curves. Life takes you different directions. Um, I didn't have the same exposure to you guys over the years from college on. You guys were doing some working together. I was in another part of the country, but we always knew we were there for each other. We always periodically stayed in touch, and uh, that's what makes a friendship. And now later in life, we've come had an opportunity to come back together and interact more and kind of rekindle the the friendship so it's been a blast it really has you know we're working in ministry and um but once in a while i'll call these guys and i'll just say hey man we never just talk about stuff let's just you know keep our get back to just to being friends too okay uh fourth question what state do you live in and why that's from nancy (laughs) uh well i you all three of you and with john our producer you're all down in florida i don't know why i'm up here in Mm -hmm. pennsylvania but originally i came here from my job at qvc my goodness so many years ago and uh but i'm feeling like you know maybe my time here is coming to an end and who knows i might uh might be looking at a place down in Florida. And if I remember right, someone had asked about uh, if we were neighbors and we're in the same state, but Brian and I are probably about an hour and a half to an hour and 45 minutes away. And probably mm-hmm. the same from me and John. I think Brian and John are closer together. 
but I've been in Florida about 30 years now, second time around. My wife's family was from Florida, so I had to decide, do I keep living in Iowa or do I live in Florida? So that was a pretty tough choice to make. Considering, <laughs> you know, Especially in the, the winter. The Iowa State, <laughs> that, that the winter, Iowa yeah. State trees, the telephone pole, if that gives you any indication of it was really Wait, was, is is it really or is that a joke? Oh come on, man. That was funny. Oh how many years, Terry? Uh thirty years. Wow. Hey Brian, why did you move to Florida to, to be next to Terry? Well, we've been here about thirty minutes. Yeah. So we said Dev and I. We just we just moved here in May. And um we wanted to get closer to, you know, fearless faith. And we knew that if we got here, Dan would come. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we we had an opportunity to come back here or to come to Florida, I should say, and leave California, uh, which is um, becoming, becoming a state where it's very expensive to live at. Uh, I've retired. My, my wife hasn't yet. And it's not a place for people that really want to retire unless you have really struck it rich or won the lottery. And um, that and politics, the way they were going, it was just everything just wasn't what it used to be. And so we uh, we decided we it was time to go, and, and God opened the doors for us. We prayed about yeah. it for a couple a couple years. We were praying about it, but He opened the doors for us, and we were able within wow. a couple months. We were, everything's changed. Right. We're here in a new house. Yeah. And our producer John recently moved to Florida too. How long have you been there? I've John? been here four months now, and uh, I moved down here for a job opportunity that um, was offered to me. And I'm very grateful for it. You still enjoy yeah, it? Definitely. <laughs> good, good. All right. <laughs> How about next, you, Dan? Well, uh, yeah. I'm, why am I still in Florida? <laughs> well, I'm still in Pennsylvania because my daughter, Kelsey and Levi, are here. But my daughter, Kirsten and, and Jeff, and my three grandkids moved to South Dakota. And I miss them horribly. So I might have to have a place there, one in Florida, one in Michigan. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> this next question from Debbie is kind of addressed to me. Did I lead anyone to the Lord at QVC? You know, Debbie, I, I had an opportunity to talk to a lot of people about the Lord there. I had great friendships. I had several people when they were going through hard times would come and talk to me because they knew that uh, my faith was very important to me. I can't say that I know that I led anyone to the Lord but it's like we talked about in an earlier podcast about planting seeds. You know, you plant seeds, somebody else waters. It's God that gives the increase. But uh, And then she said, uh, how do I keep busy since Beth passed? Well, let's see. Oh, I, uh, wow. Two years after she passed, I retired from QVC. Fearless Faith, we do daily videos on Facebook. We produce a weekly podcast. We have a YouTube channel with over a 1,000 videos loaded up and categorized. I wrote Hurricane of Love after Beth passed. We uh, worked on a written devotional, and I appear occasionally on QVC, and I play in a charity band called Blue Sky. So I guess I've got enough to keep me busy. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Uh, question six. What will you say to Jesus when you see him? That's from Barb. Okay, who wants to tackle well, I'm that? I'm going to say, why did you make mosquitoes? I want to know. Why you even brought those on the creation? Good, if, good, good you know, question. If I get a satisfying answer, I'll say, what about fleas? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> you know, guys, I, I, yeah. I read this too, and I thought about it and thought about it. And, and uh, I don't know what I will say to Jesus. Uh, I'll probably just uh, fall on my face in front of him and cry. Uh, what can you say to him? He, he, what, what he did for us, we can never repay. And... Uh, I don't know. I, I just know that 
probably feel so much of his love too. I'll be speechless. That's all I can think of. Yeah, Brian, I am right there with you. I tried to think about that. And when I sense the Holy Spirit, I tend to weep anyhow. And I just can't imagine. I, I'm getting a little weepy just talking about it, thinking about <laughs> being in his presence yep. for the first time. And I guess just asking why, why me? Mm-hmm. Why did you allow right. me to get to know you and have the kind of life I've had? Because I didn't deserve it, but you love me enough. Yeah. It reminds me of the song, I Can Only Imagine by Mercy Me. You know, will I will I stand in your presence or to my knees will I fall? Yeah. Will I sing hallelujah? Will I be able to sing it all? Mm-hmm. I can only imagine. And, you know, what, what came to me today as I thought about it was, I, I, I might say, my Lord, my Savior, my King. Um, and like you, Terry, I, I get choked up. I mean, I just can't. You, yeah. you can't imagine that day. But what a day it will be um, when we're free of pain and no more sorrow. Okay, our next question. Uh, Terry, I'm, I think you, I'm going to have you handle this one. Uh, thoughts on the Holy Spirit in our everyday life. That's from Deborah. What an incredible question, and how important yeah. is that? And so yeah. you could go so many directions with responding to that. I'd like to focus on just three things that came to my mind. And the first one is referencing John fourteen twenty six, where it tells us that the Holy Spirit will teach us all things and help us understand the Bible and help us understand God. So in our daily walk with the Holy Spirit in our life, He will give us the wisdom and the understanding that we need to live this life successfully. So that's the first thing, is that it'll teach us and give us wisdom. The second thing was Romans 8.26, which we just talked about earlier, but He helps us in our weakness. And when we don't know what to pray, the Holy Spirit intercedes. That's the neat thing about the Holy Spirit. He's interceding for us to the Father when we don't even know what to pray. When we're at our weakest point, He comes through with His power. And so we have the benefit of that. And then finally, just a real practical thing is in Galatians 5, 22 and 23, the fruits of the Spirit. Those are the characteristics that the Holy Spirit gives us, which are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, all those things we could never do on our own. But through the power of the Holy Spirit, we can have all three of those things in our life. Wow, Brian, he put some work in on that. He actually <laughs> that's, that's very good. <laughs> all right. We're in the interest of time. I'm going to take the next one, and then I'm going to have Brian take the one after that. The next one uh, from Nancy. Why is there all the sickness in the world, even little children, COVID, sadness in the world? Why is the devil not eradicated? You know, this it's the problem of pain that we all struggle with. Why, why is it there? And, and the answer, I think, is, you know, we live in a fallen world. God created it perfectly, and the Garden of Eden was perfect, but he also created Adam and Eve with a free will, and Satan uh, tempted them, and they, they failed the test. They, they disobeyed God. They listened to Satan. And uh, ever since then, we, there's been pain in the world. There's been sickness. There's been sadness. Um, I don't, COVID, you know, has really uh, 
cause so much interruption in the life of everyone around the world. And, you know, I don't know, but I, I feel like we are living in, in the, the last days because of all the, you know, uh, pestilences and things and earthquakes. And then the, like, you know, the hurricane that just hit Louisiana. Um, but you know, C.S. Lewis had a great saying. He said, God whispers to us in our pleasures, speaks in our consciousness, but shouts in our pains. It is his megaphone to rouse a deaf world. God uses pain to get our attention. But you know, Jesus never promised us an easy life. He says in John 16, 33, in the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. So there are lessons to learn in pain. And Terry, real quick. So we yeah, yeah, you say overcome the world. To me, that's key is that we know who wins. We know there's victory ahead, and we can't just focus our eyes on this because we know who wins. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, Cindy and Diane, I want to know, Brian, what will heaven be like? Will we see spouses and family members, animals and pets? Do they have spirits well, talking about the well, pets and animals? I got a, a Cindy and a Cindy here, too. Let's see. What will heaven be like? Well, first of all, the street's going to be made of gold. Think of that. Um, so you, it's not going to be anything like we're seeing now with asphalt and tar and everything else that's on the roads now. But we're going to never get old. Uh, we're never going to get sick. We're never going to get tired. There's going to be, um, we're going to have new bodies. Uh, there'll be no illness or pain or sadness. Uh, there's going to be no moon or no I sun. Like you think about it, it's going to be illuminated by the glory of God and by the light of the Lamb. Will so I be tall so Terry, Terry will stop teasing me about being short? I think you will be in your own mind, and everybody will think you're tall because you think you're tall. Okay. But we'll know God that you're God can do a lot of things, <laughs> but I... You know, yeah, I'm funny, Terry. <laughs> but it also says, another Cindy asks, will we see our spouses and family members? Uh, I say, yes, we will see them. It's, the Bible tells us we won't marry in heaven and that, but we'll, we'll know them, and we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll see them there when my mom passed away. Uh, a couple years back, she saw her mom. Um, when I was in the room with Dan, when Beth was, saw her father, mm-hmm. you know, so people, they, they see their relatives that have right. gone on before. Right. And um, I really believe that a lot of the cloud of witnesses are our family members that are cheering us on up there. Yeah, I agree. And that are, that are, they're praying at the throne of God for us even up there. So yes, I, I really think we will see our family members and we will know who they are. And then Mary had asked too, is there going to be animals and pets? And uh, do they have spirits? And I'll tell you what, I, this is my personal belief. I believe there's going to be animals in heaven um, because the Bible tells us that the lamb will lay with the, with the lion and Christ is going to come back on a white horse right there. tells us that. So I really believe that. And the animals have spirits. Personal belief, I think it may be. Angels are spirits, but they don't have souls. And I look at like my dogs that are just, they're, they're little angels to me, but they have, they, they're so alive, but they don't have souls, but yet they save people's lives. They sniff out uh, illnesses. They, they do so much of, of work that you would think that an angel would do. But that's just my own personal thought of it. So I don't know. The Bible doesn't tell us that. But I want to tend to believe that and hope that I see my my furry friends there. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Uh, Christine, are you going to add others to Fearless Faith or just you three? Well, Christine, we don't have any plans at this time to add. I mean, we are the three founders. But, you know, as we expand and grow, I'm sure we'll add other people. I mean, John's already become an important part of our team producing this podcast. So yes, Terry. And the important thing is that ministry continues to go forth through fearless faith. Right. And so whatever 
that takes on and looks like we're open to it, even though we're basically the face of the ministry right now. But as we have people with kindred hearts and kindred spirits that can assist in ministry, I don't see any reason why we wouldn't be open to that. Mm -hmm. And we'll try to find three more handsome faces or beautiful faces, but right now you're stuck with us. (laughs) See, they don't have a camera, so they don't know. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, they see our videos. Uh, If God chooses some for eternal life, does he predestine some for hell? From Sandy. Well, first of all, I don't think God chooses. We choose God. He's given us the way of salvation. He's made the ultimate sacrifice, but he's given us free will. We can accept him or we can reject him. And he doesn't predestine anyone to hell, Sandy. He's not willing that any should perish. So that's why it's important that we witness and and make sure our friends and family members are going to be there with us. Well said. Thank you. Well, my goodness, I guess, is that it? We're at the end of uh, another episode of Finish Strong. You asked... We answered to the best of our ability. (laughs) And if we didn't get to your question, don't worry. We will be doing this again in the future. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. For Brian, Terry, and John, I'm Dan Wheeler. And we'll see you next time for another edition of Finish Strong. Thank you for listening to Finish Strong. For more information about Finish Strong and Fearless Faith, check out their website, ffaith.org. Make sure that you rate and review this podcast to help more people accomplish their God-given purpose so that together we can finish strong.